This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The Minutia Men Celebrity Interview is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Jenkins and the White House. An exploding Gwyneth. And Affleck's girl trouble. And my brush with Larry Lujak, Radio Hall of Famer. All that in unlimited tangents on Minutia Men. Listen to us on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. All right, joining us on the program. This is very exciting for us because uh, we've got an old friend joining us on the show. Mm-hmm. You, you may remember him as a sportscaster for WGN-TV or a radio guy, BBM News Radio. Uh, but we remember him as the author of a couple of great books for Eckhart's Press. Please welcome to the show for the first time ever, Rich King. It's an honor to be with you guys. <laughs> highlight of your career, Rich. Right here. Oh, I'd say meeting you guys is one of the highlights of my life. <laughs> now, I don't know if you know this, Rich, but you announced your retirement from broadcasting uh, five years ago this week. Is that right? Wow. Yeah, because I have I have it all archived. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, and also I think I, my last assignment was in June, though. So. Yes, I know. And we'll call you again in June. Yeah, so it's not <laughs> <the> next, <laughs> Right, right. We're expecting you every Thursday, Rich. Thursday at 3.30, yeah. you're going to do our show. Is that all right? The years go by so fast, and he said five. I thought, well, yeah. That's more than a half. <laughs> well, now you backed up and you've moved to a warmer climate in Arizona. So the question has to be, has retirement been everything you thought it would be? You know what? It hasn't. I'll be honest with you. I uh, I uh, missed after the, fir- the first year was great. You know, you, you can sleep in, you can golf, you can do what you want. But then I got to thinking, you know, I said, I, I got to have something to do. I mean, and the only thing I can do do pretty well, I guess, is sports. So I decided to call the White Sox and I asked them if they could fill me in at any particular role, you know, whatever role they had. And uh, uh, Scott Reifert and Bob Brim and Brooks Boyer came up with this uh, webcast games, which are spring training games that are streamed over the um, MLB network and the White Sox network. And it's like a regular television broadcast. We have four cameras. I'm doing uh, my partners again, Russ Langer, who's out of Las Vegas, real good guy. And so for the last three years, I've been doing these webcast games that we do about 13. And then the games are not on regular TV and, and we just do a regular broadcast. And I've, you know, I've done some obviously research and interviews. So it's kind of like I used to do when I was a, a, a broadcaster, except this is a very limited basis. And it's, it's about two, two months of work. Are you there in the same town? Okay. Yeah. I, I'm here in Arizona and I'm about 25 minutes away from uh, Calabac ranch where the White Sox train. And I, and uh, from what I understand and talking to people in the White Sox organization, although things are still up in the air with this COVID thing, sure. uh, right now things are on schedule to uh, to go as they are. Now, I don't know if they have fans in the stands or if they have yeah. empty stands or uh, where we're broadcasting from. But right now the game, the webcast games are indeed on, So, which is good news. I hope, to, I hope they do play a full season. Yeah, me too. Well, 
Well, you are a White Sox guy. You know, we uh, we bonded over our White Sox love. And, uh, you know, you started out as a fan. You know, you grew up in Chicago. You were a fan. Then you broadcasted their games on radio. Now you're doing it on the webcast, you know, on the webcast. Um, before we get into the 2021, 2022, and 2023 World Series cha- White Sox champions, <laughs> let's talk about the 2005 World Series championships, our championship, and tell us what it was like riding that bus, or the, the the White Sox bus during the parade. I mean, I know um, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Well, that was the highlight of my life. I mean, people ask me what was the best thing you ever covered or took part in. And that was it. Uh, I was uh, doing interviews with the ballpark guys coming out, and uh, uh, one of the White Sox public relations people approached me and said, "You're on the bus, the first bus." And I had no idea. I I, I didn't realize that you know one 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 bus per media, and I got on the back on the first bus with Jerry Reinsdorf, Mayor Daly, uh, Conerco, Ozzy, Kenny Williams, wow. uh, the whole group uh, was on that bus. And it was it was something. I uh, we had great coverage, obviously, because I had a had a cell phone, and then, you know we didn't have any remote. I had a camera guy with me, but we had no ability to go live from the bus. So I had the helicopter shoot us from the top, and I interviewed everybody at once on a cell phone. And it was it was tremendous coverage for the station, which I was very proud of. But for me personally, the whole thing, guys, was uh, even the World Series. You know my. Maggie had died. My first wife had died uh, shortly before that, and and she died in '02. And and Maggie was a grew up with me in Pilsen. She was childhood sweetheart. She she was a White Sox a, a fan to the core. Uh, Gary Peters is her favorite player, and so we were, we were both ingrained with White Sox. We grew up near the ballpark, and uh, and she had died, and I I just you know I was in tears when Josh Groban sang the anthem. In the first game, I was in tears. Then I was in tears on the bus because I thought, you know, I'm, I want to see this for her. I was, you know, mm-hmm. fantasizing about her seeing it through my eyes, the bad eyes that she had. But uh, it was something. It was such an emotional thing for me personally, and to be there with also with Jerry Reinsdorf, who I got to know over the years, who had took, taken so much heat for from so many years, to see him enjoy the moment uh, uh, really was a, was a pleasure and a highlight of my career. And also in describing it. You looked out, and it was like it seemed to be like millions of people. I know it wasn't, but it seemed you could everywhere you saw you saw people. It was a beautiful day. It was about fifty degrees, as I recall, sunny, and it was a noon thing. And office buildings were you know still working. There. I mean, people were out in throngs, and and we had you know hearing the noise too. You know, I had a when you do a live shot, even on a phone, you have to get a, a cue from the station. You have to hear the voice on the phone. I was it was so loud. I had to go to the base of the bus, put my 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 hand on one ear and put my phone on, on, on the bottom on the floor, put my ear against it just to get the cue from the announcer at the station to go on the air. Once I got the cue, of course, I just took off. But that's how loud it was. It was a wonderful experience and and a very emotional experience. It, I'm getting goosebumps just hearing it. White Sox hero Dick Allen passed away a few weeks ago. And, you know, I've always thought that, and I, I bet you agree with this, that I always thought he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Why do you, why do you think yeah. he isn't? And do you think they'll ever correct that oversight and put him in there? I don't know. They're the Hall of Fame is such a, uh, it's a strange situation. It's, it's so restrictive. I mean, uh, I know the writers vote on it, but it's, it's hard to get in there. You need, what, 75% or whatever it is. Yeah, it, it's a difficult thing to get in. 
I, I Dick Allen was obviously a tremendous talent, and uh, he was he was an electric talent, wasn't he? I mean, yeah. When he when he came oh up, the God, bat, I was like he was almost like a Gale Sayers kind of feeling because every time he came up, you thought this guy can pound it all the way at any moment. I remember he and, had a uh, gigantic bat. Oh, I know the big bat was a. <laughs> 48 houses whatever, it was whatever ridiculous it was. It was I probably couldn't lift it myself right, right. <laughs> but my age but but it, it was he was an exciting guy and and uh, you know he he was, it was kind of a he wasn't a, a very gracious to the media at the time but but maybe that worked against him I don't know but uh, he, he, talent wise yeah he, he was a uh, class by himself question about you know I remember now that we're talking about it, didn't he have a television show like the dick allen show yeah didn't he, did, he he shattered his leg didn't he and then the, and then he took and because while he was recuperating didn't he do a show am i correct thinking that oh, i don't rec- i don't recall that one that's one on me i know he uh after he got a baseball he was he came back to the ballpark a lot but i don't recall him yeah he did he had show. a show on like channel 44 or something like that and yeah. and he showed up like half the time that's yeah. that, that's what I remember. Yeah, he Dick, Dick went to his own drum. He was uh, that's why I probably didn't get into the Hall of Fame because he didn't accommodate a lot of people, including the writers. Right, that's probably what it is. I still remember the SI cover with him smoking a cig, juggling. Yeah. Wasn't that yeah. the the cover? Yeah, I remember yeah. that. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah so this is our year, right? Uh, I, I mean. W- I'm 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 a tither with excitement. What you know? What's uh, going to so happen? What do you I, think? You know, I, I tell you, I hate to get you know you you you, you want <laughs> being a White Sox growing up where I did, and you want them to obviously go all the way, and you're hoping it. I just went over the rosters. I doing some work for the webcast games. I, I did the American League. Guys, I don't see on paper. All right, I don't see one team that matches the White Sox in terms of talent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they got it all. Of, yeah, with the issue of Lynn and you know, you know, and, and uh, uh, Keiko, you, know, you got some and Giolito, you got three quality starters. Uh, Kopech may start in the minors; he may be up. Uh, you got Dylan Cease is still around. Lopez is still around. The bullpen looks like lights out, and not to mention this guy Garrett Crochet. You know, I saw this guy. I went to I went I got I had the honor actually, but going to twenty one games in person last year and that was an experience because the ballpark was empty but I, I did see a lot of games in person at the, uh, 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 on the south side and and I saw Garrett Crochet come and face the Cubs and he got Rizzo on three pitches I don't think Rizzo ever had, ever had a chance he's a quality hitter so that, that's how good that's how good this kid is and he's just coming into his own uh, 100 miles an hour uh, Hoyer throws 100 miles an hour Cope, I mean they got some great arms now they got a closer in Hendricks now, if you look at the lineup, oh, yeah, I was going to say it. Away, but, I mean, the pitching at, is got, the worst part of the team. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> You've got potentially six, seven all stars in there. You know, Eloy in left field. Uh, you know, uh, Robert in center. The, Robert, I think Robert. I, I was telling somebody the other day on the White Sox organization. I think this guy has Mickey Mantle potential. Robert, he is really a, an awesome looking player. And and the infield is you know, Madrigal can hit. Madrigal is a three hundred hitter. So. You're talking about four possibilities of all star two in the outfield. You got a great catcher, so you are you have six, 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 five, four, five, seven guys in that lineup that that can be potentially 300 hitters and all stars. So, it, it again, this is paper, you know. And and uh, the only team I, I yeah, obviously the Yankees are always a factor. Their pitching looks beyond cold. Their pitching looks mediocre, and uh, and you know, Boston is, is in disarray. Look at the Western Division. 
uh, who's there? I mean, Oakland lost some people. They're not they're not a caliber of the White Sox. Uh, and Houston, I guess you can throw that their name out. And Tampa's not as good as the White Sox. So uh, those are the teams that at least put in the ballpark with the White Sox. But as far as on paper is concerned, this is you know, guys, you you, you guys are not young like you're not as old as I am. But this is the best in my lifetime. All right, wow, this is the best team I've ever seen. I mean, wow. and you know, I go back to the 1950s. It's better than the '59 pennant team. It's better than the '05 team. This is a, this is a really good team, and uh, and it depends on, of course, injuries and, and whatever else. But and they got they got a new manager, but I think Tony will be fine. I, you know, I think I think Tony's going to be there. The only he's going he's to have to, you know, being as old as he is, and I, I can relate to that because I'm I'm getting where he is. Is that you know you tend you, you, it's a hard it's a hard thing at, at that age to to function on a daily basis. But I think he can. And I think he's got enough juice in him left for two more go rounds here, and and maybe more. And hopefully the White Sox can cash in. But you're right. I, I'm. You try to, you know, White Sox fans. You know, they're they're realists, right? We are realists, and, and we know things can go wrong. So, uh, but I, if you're asking me, yeah, I I, I can't wait. <laughs> well, you know, uh, some of our listeners, I won't let you two guys go cry about your White Sox. But, uh, some some of our listeners are, you know, uh, are not from Chicago, uh, but you know, they may know you, Rich, from a, a famous event that happened a few years ago, uh, shortly before you retired. Uh, you were, I believe, you were covering the Bears. Yeah. Do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, the tongue thing. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. yeah that was, well, that was with, uh, yeah, that was interesting. I, that, that's a funny story because obviously I didn't know I was doing it, and you know, you don't, you know, I don't know why I was wagging my tongue, and Sonny from I think Comcast had the camera aimed at Forte, but it caught me with the tongue, and of course they, you know, they they shortened it up and zoomed in, and they just had me waving the tongue, and, and I got I got a call. Uh, from the morning show at GN uh, TV, they they ran it, and then <clears throat> next morning my wife woke me up. April woke me up and said, "Hey, he says uh, you're on, you're going to be on Jimmy Kimmel. You're on Jimmy Kimmel show last night." <laughs> I said, "Jimmy Kimmel." Uh, he says, "Yeah." He says, "I said, what did he say?" He says, "Well, you're it, it, the king's got a lucky wife, you know." And then and then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then <laughs> I said, "You know," I said, "So I, there was two ways to go with that, right? You can you can say, well, gee, that's you know pretty embarrassing, but." You can also have fun with it. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I decided to have fun with it. I said, as long as it happened, I'm not going to, you know, it happened, it happened. I, you know, I, I didn't know I was doing it. And, uh, it's, but then I got the funniest thing. I went to the golf course shortly after that. And some 24 year old young lady looked at me. She said, Hey, aren't you the guy who's on Jimmy Kimmel? Wow. <laughs> well, yes, I am. <laughs> My demographics just got down in the 20s. <laughs> You've been hiding that tongue all these years. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Kimmel did me a favor, you know? <laughs> it is hilarious. I know. It's still out there. All you got to do is Google Rich King Tongue. And it's, well, there, you know, there, hey, I've seen guys, I say, having said that, I've seen guys with worse things than that. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, if that's yeah. the worst thing that can happen to you, you're doing all right. Yeah. I've seen guys on the air with nose dripping and all. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not a funny thing when it's you, but you got to play along with it, and uh, you can't get angry about it because if you get angry about it, it's worse. I wasn't I, I was oh, never yeah. angry about it because I I thought well, this is you know, this is fun, so I, I went along with it. And you got to you got to poke fun at yourself. 
I, so this, after that, I was very careful. <laughs> when I was doing interviews with my tongue, I kept it right tucked in the top of my, top of my jaw, you know? Like a ventriloquist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Charlie <laughs> McCarthy, you know? Right exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, one guy I, had a, I one that... guy, you know, had a, had a, uh, he had some tooth, te- uh, dental work done. He had Novocaine and, he, you know, and his nose was leaking. I mean, things like that, things like that happen, you know? I mean, <laughs> Yeah, Brad Palmer had a tooth fly out in the middle of a live shot. I remember you know? that. <laughs> I remember, I remember tooth that. tooth fly in the middle of a live shot. <laughs> That's worse. That is worse. It is. I, well, it's about equal. I had a, maybe not worse, but about equal. You know? Are you keeping, you know, you just mentioned Brad Palmer. Are you keeping, um, are you keeping oh, in touch yeah. with over the, all the old, all the old sports I, guys? Well, I do. I do. I keep track, uh, you know, with him and, and of course, my friends at WGN, Dan, and the rest of them. Uh, I talked to Brad about once a month. So he's out in Cape Cod. Uh, he's got a house out there, and he's obviously been retired for a long time. And he golfs a little bit, and you know, he, he, he his wife and he are still uh, very active. So it, uh, he's having a good life out there. He's, he was a, Brad was my mentor and my and, and obviously a very close friend and, and a character of characters, as you well know. He mm-hmm. he was a, one of the one of the most interesting people you could ever make, meet, and he still is. I mean, he's very opinionated and. You know, I I, I don't mean don't start me on Palmer stories. <laughs> like, you know, I uh, with Palmer, I'll say one quick story. Palmer was retiring. They they, they somebody I was on some radio, he was on some radio show, sports show, and the guy I forget who it was, but anyway, he called me and he said, "Look, we're going to make a surprise. We're going to have Palmer on, but we're going to put you on on hold, and you go on right after him." You know, so. I'm I'm listening to Palmer before I go on, and he's talking about how the business has changed and it's rotten, and you know the players aren't the same, and everything stinks. And it's, <laughs> he's going he's going on and on, just ripping everybody. And, and, I, and, I, and I thought so. I got on and I said, you know, after sitting here ten minutes listening to Palmer. I think I'm going to go in the garage and put the gas on. <laughs> yeah. I said, I, I, there's no future. There's no future. <laughs> we have no future. So, so and Palmer, that's the way he was, though. He was he was very opinionated. He can always find the dark cloud, can't he? Oh, man, he got so bad. He got so bummed out of the business. He, at the end, he, he, couldn't see, he couldn't stand being in it. That's how much disillusioned he was with the way things went. And I try to talk him out of it many times. I said, look, you know. It's it, it it was never it's always it's always had problems. Our business has been been that way for years, and, and now it's of course it's shrinking. Guys are getting fired left and right. So that, and he had we had the good years where people weren't being fired. So yeah, everything's relevant. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that you've had the benefit of some time to reflect and look back on it, you know what what are some to you, when you think about your career, which was a really impressive oh. forty year career plus in well, Chicago. Still, yeah. yeah, no, I was so blessed. I. I, I miss everything about it. I really do. I, I'm, I'm most, most of all, I miss the, the, the creativity of writing and being on the air. It was, it's a real adrenaline rush. And I don't think when you're in it, you don't realize it. When you get out of it, the more you realize it. It was, there was no better, there was no better feeling in the world than to get immediate impact. And, and I had that my entire career. I was with two great stations. Uh, you know, BBM was a powerhouse and, and GN of course was too. And uh, just and, I, and the people you meet, yeah, Bill Veck and you know Bowie yeah. Kuhn and all these all these people, these people and Walter Payton and Michael Jordan. I had the, such a great uh, ability to or uh, uh, capacity to be there at the right time. 
So uh, it, it was a great career. I, I there's nothing. The, the the only thing I, I the only don't miss is the hours. The hours got so so tough. I mean, at the end, they kept adding shows and, and more shows and more shows, and 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 you got to the point where you you know and you get to be you know in your sixties, and the the energy level is not there when and you you know in your thirties and forties, you know. And, yeah, your body and, clock's not wanting to stay up yeah, to midnight yeah, anymore. Right. Well, you know, you got turnarounds. You, you know, you went to you got off the air at eleven or whatever, and had to get a plane at six o'clock in the morning to cover the bears. You had three or four hours of sleep. Those are regular things in our business. And I'm not complaining about it because that's the way it was, but it does wear you out. And when you get to be, I, I retired at age 69. So I, I had a good long run, 48 years. And I, I found that I could still do the job. I had probably two or three more years left, but I just, I, I was totally devoted to work. I had nothing when I got out of work. I just felt like going home and, sitting in front of the TV or just going to, I, didn't, I had no energy to do other things and I wanted to do other things. I wanted to golf more. I wanted to, you know, enjoy, enjoy life more. So that, that's why I did it. Uh, but looking back on my cry, I haven't got, I haven't got one, really not, not one complaint. I was lucky, lucky beyond belief to be, do what I was doing. Getting paid for what you love is, is, is an experience that not many people have, and, and, and I did, and I'm, I'm so grateful for it. Before we continue any further with Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, I'm driving solo as Lou is lost on a back road somewhere. I'll tell you about some of the cars you can still buy today that are powered by a fabulous V12 engine, plus Alpha's iconic BAT concept cars go for big money. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Sam. I'm Kimmy. And it's Tommy. On And Friends, we kidnap 27 people and force them to play Yahtzee for 36 hours. As we wait to see if a vagina candle explodes. And if there's intelligent life in this universe, it's not us. Tune in to And Friends. On Spotify. OpiShows.com. Or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. We're back with more Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. So you're now in Arizona and you just mentioned how much you miss the business. Do you miss Chicago? Do you miss the winter? You know, do you miss pizza? No, I, what do you well, miss about in, Chicago? <laughs> I live downtown. I moved uh, in November. I'm, I'm coming back. I'm not, I'm not out of Chicago, but I'll never leave Chicago. It's my home. I, 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 I'm going to come back there in the spring and probably spend spring and summer there and then come back here in the fall. Although I'll, I'll just do it right there. He, he get, he's here about six months. He's there about six months. Maybe seven here, five there, whatever. Uh, but no, I'll never, I'll never leave Chicago. It, it's, it's my home. I, I love the city so much. I was born, I was born in Pilsen, raised in Pilsen. I lived in the suburbs. I've lived in uh, South Side, North Side. I've lived everywhere. <laughs> downtown. I lived downtown 30 years. Uh, I love it there. There's nothing like Chicago. It's a, it's a great city, and it's, it's my home. I, I you know, I, there, we have a lot of Chicago people out here in Arizona. I mean, everywhere you go, I was I went to the car dealership yesterday, get my car checked out, and the guy was a Chicago guy checked me in, so there's a lot of Chicago people out here. But I, it, it, I said my bones. I mean, I'm a Chicago guy, and always will be. 
Well, you're a Chicago treasure is what you are, Rich King, because we uh, always enjoyed your work on the air and we uh, enjoyed getting to know you uh, through your books and stuff. And uh, and thanks again for coming on this show and taking some time out to uh, talk to us. And Dave will be down uh, when, about three weeks, Dave? Yeah, we're going to stay in your guest room from, I think, February 16th to uh, May 7th, right? Isn't that that what we said? So just keep the fridge stocked with beer and everything will be fine. Fine. Right. Just bring your bl- right. bring your blankets. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, hey, guys. I, I thanks, appreciate Rich. it. Take care. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla, Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we will be back again next week with another edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer... What podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I am Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And on Back to You, our podcast, we do all kinds of things like, how would you describe it? We do nitpicky things sometimes, like how come you got headphones on and I don't? Because I'm the star of the show. Well, see, that's up for uh, debate and deliberation. And uh, a lot of the show is about who gets top billing and last word. Well, we'll find out on the next Back to You with Howard Sudbury. And Steve Baskerville. See ya. Bye. Back to You with Howard Sudbury. And Steve Baskerville. An Opie Show, only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com.